Ever wonder why we relate and connect to the stories around us? Welcome to the DNA Podcast, a show where we discuss books, movies, and entertainment that help us understand who we really are. I'm Annabella. And I'm Dakota. Let's dive into our DNA. Oh, I have another bag of clothes for you. Oh my god! I literally just gave my mother those clothes and I converted them to two full contractor garbage bags. I know. Listen, I will take it. I will take the hand-me-downs because I'm le poor. And you know what? Live life. Yellow. Live life love. Live life love. <laughs> well, speaking of live life love, this movie was all about live laugh loving your way down the fucking PCT trail. Have you heard about this before? I have. Uh, one of my army friends actually just did it last year. She did it, however, with a crew. She didn't go full Reese Witherspoon and was like, I'm going to do this on my own to process trauma. She did it with like a group of like, I want to say like five or six other people. And like her journey that she documented looked so fucking fun. I was like, I would do that in a heartbeat. I feel like because you have army experience, you totally could. You could totally do that whole thing. We should do it. We should take a oh, honey, 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 We can do, wait, Ashbeth, we can do like a GoFundMe. And then, like, get, like, fundraising funds. We only need, like, a thousand bucks or so. It's only three months. You really think I would... Reese Witherspoon did it. Not actually. In spirit. (laughs) But it's written about a real lady, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's actually based off... Because did you watch the credits at all? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Those were the pictures of the woman. It's it's a book that she wrote about her journey hiking the PCT. Yeah, it's real. And it's her her story, her life. And now it's a movie. But what movie... Are we hinting at today, Anna? We are watching the movie Wild starring Reese Witherspoon. I mean, like really only starring her because there's only like three other characters. Yeah, I don't think there was anybody else that I even recognized. Reese Witherspoon, not sure if anybody else was in it, but it was in 2014. But I just happened to find this movie randomly on HBO. And I remember when it came out, people were like raving about it. And I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't even know it was based on a book that was actually a woman's experience. But a little bit about Wild. I just pulled this from IMDb. The disillusion of her marriage and the death of her mother, Cheryl Strayed, has lost all hope. After years of reckless, destructive behavior, she makes a rash decision. With absolutely no experience, driven only by sheer determination, Cheryl hikes more than a thousand miles of the Pacific Crest Trail alone. Wild powerfully captures the terrors and pleasures of one young woman forging ahead against all odds on a journey that maddens, strengthens, and ultimately heals her. Before we even dive into our first impressions, I have to tell a funny story um, because we're going to be fixing it probably after this. The last episode we recorded and probably one of the biggest hiccups is us trying to get down Pat. Yes. Our recordings like in person because we had it so easy via, you know, Zoom. Zoom. We were virtual. We've recorded the last episode um, when Breath Becomes Air four times. (laughs) about to be five it's about to be five because we had so many technical difficulties and then once we thought we got it i took it back and i was like oh i'm gonna throw it together i'm so excited and then it just didn't it stopped recording and i'm 25 said, minutes bitch you thought 25 minutes in it said no so anyway um thank you for bearing with us but anyways now that we're back let's just talk about wild our first impressions so it wasn't what i was expecting because i didn't read like the description you know how like every movie you think there's like oh it's a movie about the adventure of healing and self-growth and i didn't read any of that i just like literally like logged in clicked play and watched it so i thought this was very much so a woman who like was into hiking knew like she just set a goal to like hike the pct if, if i keep saying pct it's the pacific coast trail and it literally starts in Mexico and ends in Canada. And it's like basically a thousand miles long, but like can be thousands of miles depending on which like trails you take and stuff like that. Stops you make, blah, blah. So moral of the story is, is like I thought this was going to be just like a movie about her adventure kind of along the way. And like how it like it's it's a very tough experience regardless so i knew there was going to be like oh it's gonna be about growth and like whatever i didn't know it was gonna be so much centered around her trauma Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting to see how that's almost a common denominator between all the people that go to this pct trail it's like they set this like outlandish 
fucking goal to just be like, all right, I'm going to go walk a thousand miles for the next fucking four months. I'll see you when I get back and I'm going to come back a new person. And they like literally do because you're basically, well, in some cases, like there's people who do it with groups of hiking people, but like she did it alone. So like, imagine how isolating that is. And with isolation comes mental like clarity because you are not stimulated by your everyday life and so you can finally just process and this is exactly what she needed process like trauma and like deal with shit so it was not at all what I expected like maybe like 30% of what I expected in terms of like her journey and like breaking a toenail and like whatever you know it wasn't anything else like yeah so how about you I I really liked it um Similarly, because I turned this on and Alec was like, oh, what movie are you watching? And I was like, oh, it's called Wild. He was like, oh, what's it about? And I I was like, it's about a woman who like takes a hike to find herself. <laughs> really what I said, because I, I was like, I didn't really read anything about it. I heard it was really good. But essentially, that is what it's about. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. And I have to say, from an editor's perspective, I loved the way they just like spliced in... Um, flashbacks of memories that she had because that's kind of how the brain works and I'm sure you have an interesting perspective of this just from like psychology and how you know the brain works with trauma and how it how the brain deals with it essentially and there would be moments where she would do certain things and all of a sudden you saw a quick glimpse of something and then it was out and I was like whoa what the heck was that Mm -hmm. and then eventually as the movie you know, continued, you got way more context and understood what it was from and stuff like that. So I loved that. Was not a huge fan of opening up with the toenail falling off scene. But you know, if you're hiking a thousand miles. Oh, you're going to lose some toenails. You're going to lose some toenails. I lost toenails playing lacrosse. I can't imagine hiking the PCT. But yeah, at at first I, um, I, there was something, I mean, I like Reese Witherspoon. I mean, she's like a amazing actress but i think like all the things that i think of her in are like legally blonde and like things that are like funny and quirky and stuff like that but like seeing her in such a serious role like this was really interesting and i liked that a lot um but more importantly i loved there was a lot of freaking symbolism in this movie oh my god so much so much and it's i think it's amazing because this was somebody's like life and journey it was a woman's her name is Cheryl, her journey, her experience with this, dealing with things that she went through. So I think probably some stuff was added for the movie because of that. But for the most part, I think it was pretty accurate. She's going on this journey to like find herself, right? And you said everybody else is going through like their own traumas, um, but she's by herself. And she's by herself like as a woman. Yes. Alone. Is ballsy as fuck. I, did, other, I don't think she had a weapon on her at all. No. Essentially, the, the movie starts and she's just basking on this journey. And like I said, the, the first couple scenes that you see are her like at the top of a mountain. She's like screaming because she's got to pull a toenail off because her boots are too tight. And she's obviously been hiking a lot. And so then, of course, she like loses a boot. It goes down the cliff and then she just throws the other boot and she's like screaming. Um, and you're like, ooh. She's going through something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the first glimpse that we get. And we're like, yes, ma'am. she's been through it. At first, I was like, oh, you fucked up. Like, <laughs> there's something you must have fucked up to get you to this point. That That's how the opener kind of like makes you think. So I was like, oh, boy, let's see how she got there. Yeah. And I think it's like you were saying that a lot of people have trauma that go on this and i think it takes a very special kind of person to think i'm gonna go and do this i know you joked about it earlier but i don't think i could do this i couldn't there's no fucking way see i feel like it's a very different experience if you do it with somebody else versus alone like her willpower came from that's it from within her like that's where her determined like that was all her pushing her to that final end point but like if i were to be there with you you'd be like Anna, yeah two miles in i'd be like I and i'd be go like home. get your ass up we have three more miles for the day you're fine breathe through it <gasps> that's the, that's the thing like i would be your your voice of not what i want to say reason because i'd be it's more like abuse and it's so funny because there are so many people and it, it is like a kind of a, a motif like a reoccurring theme throughout where people say you know you can quit at any time. She even tells herself that. Yeah. You can quit at any time. Like, but let's just try and do it. And there are people who quit. So one thing that I wanted to talk about was her backpack, her pack. This, I mean, Reese Witherspoon is a tiny little woman. And so I'm assuming anybody that was even stronger than her, this pack that she was carrying was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was like four times the size of her. Mm-hmm. And she's hiking up mountains. She's in 
dry desert. Like she's carrying everything on her shoulders and she's got like terrible bruises and scratches and like really just she's beaten up from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like seeing this and it didn't really click for me until she gets to like her first checkpoint, which I thought I hope this is true because I thought it was actually really interesting that through the PCT, there's like certain checkpoints that you get to where Mm -hmm. you can like relax. You can probably get a good meal, you know, um, and people can send you packages and stuff. Yes. And I was like, that's so great. That's so motivating. And I love that. Oh, she gets to her first hundred miles and she's like happy to be there. And one of the like, uh, guys who he's not a hiker, but he just like works at the one checkpoint. He was like, we got to do something about that backpack. Like you've got a lot of stuff on there. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like I need all this. And he's like, Mm-mm. no you don't and so they lay it all out and she you know he goes through this and he's like no what about that she's like no i don't need that i don't know why i have that oh my god and as she's going yeah. through this she lets go of a couple things but i was like this backpack is literally just a symbol of the weight that we carry uh-huh. it's the weight that we burden ourselves with mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes another person to look at it and be like why are you holding on to all that mm-hmm. do you really need all that does any of that actually serve you and after like that kind of clicked for me i was like oh my god i love this movie it's the epitome of the whole movie is she is doing this to kind of find herself to deal with her past trauma her choices that she's made and you any any choice that you make any experience that you go through there is a part of that that always stays with you but sometimes we carry things heavier than others because we don't know how to work through them and so she's literally working through her traumas physically we see it in this gigantic backpack um and then along the way she starts to understand how to use it better she lets go of some things but i just love that and i i thought that that was really cool i couldn't agree more and i think it's so funny because like how you are as a human in your mental capacity is how you typically are in your physical capacity. So for her, this need to have such a big fucking pack and to have like, oh my God, like bear spray or like, or like just the, and that's an actually a really rational thing to have. I'm sorry, I take that one back. She had a saw and she was like, uh, yeah, maybe I don't really need that one. It's a, it's a control mechanism for safety. And so like when you as an individual, that's exactly her MO her whole life is that she's got these barriers built. Like emotionally, she doesn't like to be attached anymore or whatever it is. And she she burdens herself with that based on trauma from her past. And so this is the exact same thing she's doing on this journey is burdening herself with all these extra things as a mechanism of control in order to ensure her safety or a better outcome in the end, which is never even actually guaranteed. And I think too, why this movie... It, it was definitely a slow burn kind of movie in the fact that we don't know for the longest time why exactly she's doing this hike. Yeah. Like we know it's to work through something. And like I said in the beginning, we get a couple snippets and snapshots of memories. Sometimes when they go back to it, we see a little bit more. So, you know, we're starting to piece together a couple things. Like in the early stages, we understand kind of a weird relationship she has with somebody. You're like, is it a boyfriend? Is it an ex? Was it a husband? Right. There's this man that when she gets to the motel that before she even starts her hike, she calls and says, hey, I'm just letting you know I got here. But like he has like a woman at home and like... I thought it was her brother. I was very confused. Right. So at first you're like, okay, they seem to have a close relationship, but something is off. Yes. Like clearly like you might think they're in a relationship and you're like, yeah. oh, cool. He's like is he cheating on her? Cause there's another woman at home. That's what I thought too. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Brother. And then I saw the woman. I was like, Nope. Okay. And then he <laughs> does mention like, look, I, I have somebody here, so I got to go. And she's kind of like, whatever about it. I'm like, are they an open relationship? Like, what is it? <laughs> she's like, listen, honey, we're going to go on a three month hiatus while I go have hike this trail. Fun. You have fun. Hall <laughs> pass. But yeah, so we, we see that we see a lot of glimpses of her as a kid, mm-hmm. which I think I just read this on IMDb. I think the girl, the little girl who played her is actually the main, the person's daughter. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, that it's is. it's the real woman, Cheryl's daughter, that plays young Cheryl, which I yeah. think is really cool. Anyway, yeah. so, you know, we see her, a lot of glimpses of her as a child with her mother, and we see a couple glimpses of, like, young Reese Witherspoon, which she's still the same yeah. age to me, which I thought was it's so, so weird. I was funny. like, you're, you're not in high school, but They just threw college. some blush on her, and they were like, you're young now. And bang, they're like, you're a new girl. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's back at school, and then, like, her mom's also at school. And you're like, oh, okay, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. So like, that's pretty much all we know. And her mom is like an extremely positive person, but it's mm-hmm. genuine. And that's really it. I mean, other than that, we get a couple random glimpses of like some sexual stuff that you're like, okay, we didn't ask for that. Um, it all connects later. But 
you know, then she gets to this point and certain things start like reminding her of other things. And, you know, eventually we circle back to the very first scene where she's like screaming and stuff like that on top of the mountain. And we kind of get an understanding of like some history that happened with her mom and stuff. And one of the things I think that hit me the most was when Reese would talk about or her name was Cheryl. Sorry, I say Reese is the actress, but the character Cheryl played by Reese as she talked about her mother, she she would never understand where the mother came from because of the life that they had lived. And she never understood how she could be such a positive woman in terms of like the abuse and the trauma that they've lived through. So as the story is unfolding, you know, Reese will be walking through the woods and like she'll see a glimpse of a countryside that would remind them of their childhood home and that it'll flash to like one of the nights that the dad was abusive to the mom and they're running or something like that. So the whole story is kind of being pieced together by her literally just seeing things in front of her eyes, which is an actual trauma response. It's like literally happens. And one of the things was that she would look back on was how she would interact with her mom and, and see her mom's point of view on things. And one of the things that her mother and her like, kind of had a snippy like moment about was she was like mom I don't get it we have nothing like you married a deadbeat abusive alcoholic dad and we ran and now we have nothing like how are you so freaking positive all the time and the mom is just sitting there like I don't regret anything that's happened in my life what are you talking about do I regret marrying your father absolutely not I wouldn't have you in front of me right now and like just gives this more emotionally mature outlook on how Nothing is accidental in life. Nothing is coincidental. Everything is on purpose to get you to where you are today. And it was, it's statements like that, that the character Cheryl could never work through. Cause she's like, I don't get it. Like, no, we, we could have had so much more. We could have, everything could have been so much better. But the mom's like, you got to let it be. And one of the most important things that the mom said was she was like, I don't care with what we have because we're rich in love. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, I, I've said this on every fucking single podcast. My favorite quote, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And that is true across the board for any human being. That's why the phrase money can't buy happiness is a phrase. Because if you're not rich in love, if you're not rich in happiness, if you're not rich in the fundamental things that fill you emotionally as a human being, you're a shell of a human being operating under what? You have money in the bank. Great. Okay. Like, <laughs> so, and, and I don't think the character of Cheryl ever could come to terms with that because being rich in love wasn't signifying enough for her. It wasn't like, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't make sense to her until I think she went along this journey and realizing, you know, the life that that mom had created for them and all that they had was love to create it off of. And I think too, she tried, uh, Cheryl tried so hard to fill that void with every possible um, vice. I mean, she used sex as a means to fill the void of not feeling fulfilled. She used drugs, alcohol. Um, You know, she went through it to find, and also that was a response to, you know, eventually her mother did have like a very shocking diagnosis, very young. 45. 45 years old. She had some kind of a tumor and passed. And so Mm -hmm. having somebody die, you know, that young and abruptly was rough and that that's how she turned to look at it but i do think and as a character you know it's hard to look back and be like how could she be so positive when she literally like she just started living her life at 45 and then it was taken Mm -hmm. from her because even then when there's like a scene on the drive home where it's after they got the diagnosis and cheryl is saying to her mom like we'll fight this like we'll figure something out and you know even the mom has like a smile on her face and she's like wow like my entire life i've always played like the role in somebody else's life. I've always been a wife. I've always been a mother. And I finally just started living my life for me. And now look at me. Like it's almost over. And it's just like insane for somebody. Like, I guess that's emotional intelligence, but I just feel like to have such a sense of peace to be like, wow, isn't that ironic? You know? And I think that's the whole point of the movie is that you have to, you know, one, live for yourself. And two, kind of take like what you just said, everything that you go through is kind of just not necessarily a means, but essentially it's getting to you to where you're supposed to be. And eventually, like, obviously she started going back to school. So that's what she was just saying. Like, you know, I went back to school to like start doing me and now it's like over. Yeah. And it's like, well, at least you started working on you. Right. Better than never doing it at all, I guess. But it was just amazing to see how positive she was. And I think even as like a daughter, 
seeing that being like, what is wrong with you? Like you literally yeah. just got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Also, why is this a common theme? We had a, the previous. I don't know. Yeah, we, Are we okay? yeah, I don't know. It's, I just. We didn't know. To be that's fair. true. I didn't know. That. We didn't know. We didn't know. That. But I will say there is a quote, and she, she. One of the things that I think is is cool is that at certain posts throughout the hike, I don't know what they're called, but they're kind of like boxes with journals in them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the uh, fucking. They said it. It's the um the hikers log. Hikers log. So there's like like there would be yeah they would log who was on the trail. Right. And some people write their name. You can. It's essentially a notebook just to be like, hi, I was here. And yeah. everywhere, um, Cheryl writes a quote, and then she also like writes her name underneath it which gave me like michael scott vibes but anyway there was one that she said it was and they flashed back to like her in school it was a book that they were reading one of the quotes that she says is denying her wounds came from the same source of her power um Mm -hmm. which i think is what her mom did i think a lot Mm -hmm. of it she denied but i don't know i think she accepted it in a way but she that's where she got her strength but i also feel like that's really more so shown in cheryl's character um because she thinks she's strong because she's been through all these things and she's not actually dealing with them and she's denying that she has anything to work on. So she's like, right. well, I don't need this. Like, you know, she even talks about like with a therapist or something that $10 therapy session. I was like, I'll talk to that guy. I don't care if he's in a school. <laughs> the hell? Essentially talking about how, you know, her habits are clearly not making her happy. Right. And, um, and she's like, well, I, I, if I didn't want to have sex with those men, like I wouldn't. You know, so she's essentially denying the fact, like, no, I can do what I want. I'm in control. I have power kind of a thing, even though she really doesn't. She's just trying to fill that same void. Um, But I loved that. I loved denying her wounds came from the same the same source of her power. Mm -hmm. And I think that that happens a lot. It definitely burdens us. And it carries that weight, that huge giant backpack that, you know, she has. And it's just a visual representation of what we carry and how we carry it. Um, doesn't mean that we're powerful because she gets knocked down a lot. Oh, hell yeah. During this journey. Hell yeah. I think that this was such a humbling experience to show that even though you can prepare for everything, there are going to be things in your life that are going to hit you like freight trains that you can't prepare for, i.e. the relationship with her father and him being an abusive alcoholic. You have no control there. You can't prepare for that as a child. You were born into that. You just have to deal with it as best you can and move forward with your life. Same situation with her mother. You can't prepare for a one-month freak tumor cancerous diagnosis with a death to follow shortly after. Like, you don't prepare for those things. And it's the same exact message that she received throughout this hike is that no matter what she prepared for, no no matter how many months of food she put on her back, she was going to go hungry. She was going to run out of water. She was going to fucking be stranded in the middle of nowhere and be lost without any signage to tell her where the fuck she's going. So all of it kind of circles back to like her experience on this trail was kind of the experience that she needed to have in order for her to start coping with and healing with her life. Some of the things that I thought were like really visual, like you could see her just let go are are points in times where she would like, like the sexual experience that she had on the road. Mm -hmm. I feel like that for her was a finally a, a choice to have sex in a safe way in a health yeah healthy way you know what i'm saying but like in terms of being she was years ago when she was a heroin addict cheating on her husband um literally banging dudes in alleyways like it just you know such a different human being than the choice that she had to to make this non like the weird connotation she had that you just described like the sex of power and control and all that stuff and to just be able to connect with a human being in a healthy way like you can see her like look at herself in a new way and get all dolled up and respect herself for once and have somebody respect her too sexually which I thought was huge it was healthy because even the visualization so like they're about to have sex but she takes her clothes off and she's in like her bra and underwear and like the guy looks at her and this this woman is clearly bruised as hell yeah it looked like she had been beaten up but it's just from the the past it's from everything and she's been on the road for so long and so she's literally like it's a lot of this is just visual representation of like this is who i am i am i'm bruised i am a person who has been through some shit um this is me. Take me as I am. Take me yeah. as I am. Yeah. And he kind of looks at her at first because he's just like, oh my God, like, are you, are, <laughs> are you okay? Are you good? <laughs> um, and then it's it's fine. And then he kisses her. And, it's and he's fine. just like, I will take you as you are. Yeah. And it's like, that was, you're right. And a healthy example of somebody that's not just like, hi, bye. 
um, right. using you for your body, but actually attached. That's the word because she uses that word. It wasn't an emotionally detached sexual experience. She finally felt open and safe. Yes. Yes. Speaking of safe, one thing we need to talk about, which oof, girl, there are a lot of moments in this movie. And I think especially if you're a woman, like you pick up on it like really quick. Oh, I, I everyone's a pedophile in my <laughs> same, but like, even even if I wasn't hiking by myself, thousand you know miles, in a place that I areas I wasn't familiar with, right? Um, I go to the store and I think I'm going to get abducted. Oh my god! So, you know, there is a lot of balance in this movie yeah. of trusting strangers, and I think. Women especially have a really hard time trusting strangers. But th- there's a few examples of where she trusts strangers. And she's not stupid about it. Um, I think she's smart in her own way. But first example is it's in the b- very beginning of her journey. Um, she accidentally has the wrong um, gas tank for her like cooker that she used yeah. to heat up her food. So she's been eating like cold mush, which is like probably the equivalent of... I think of, it's oatmeal. Yeah, it's like cold oatmeal so it's not very good but it'll get you by but she went through all of her like dehydrated food and stuff so she was like i need to find somebody to at least get me a, a you know a way into town so i can get the right thing so i can cook my food and i can be good and she comes across this farmer and you know he's like well listen i have a, i have some work i need to do so which i thought i was like I'm like, girl, what are you doing at 9 p.m. at night? Yeah, I know. He's like, but you can wait in my truck like until I'm done. And I was like, mm, I don't like that. Um, Me too. And she's first red flag. Yeah, I was like, mm, okay. But she uh, she goes and she waits in his truck and she's looking around. She finds a gun, which like makes sense. Second red flag. I know, but like it makes sense. He's a farmer. He's yeah, by yeah. himself. Probably got to yeah. protect himself. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, he gets in the car and he's like talking to her and she makes up that she has like a husband or whatever just to like kind of be like, oh, like my husband's also on the trail. We're just split right now. I needed to get, you know, whatever. She makes up like kind of a story to protect herself. And he even says things like, man, you know, there's certain things that after working all day that really just get me like I have like an appetite for. Yep. And like, I was like, oh, no, are we going to like, is she going to get assaulted? Like what's going to happen? And then then he asks her, what kind of woman are you? Yeah. Third red flag. Are you wild Jane? I'm like, oh. fourth red flag. Um, and then he's like, well, you know, this really brings me up an appetite. You know what for? And she's like, yeah, what? And then he, this bitch whips out Twizzlers. Yeah. Licorice. Yeah. And he's like, don't tell my wife because I have a sweet tooth or something. I love it. And then it was fine. But like this whole thing is like, she is probably the most vulnerable other than being naked right. that she could possibly be. Yes. She is alone. She is uh, without really a, a solid food source. She smells probably horrifically oh God, yeah. and she is desperate. She probably could have been, I'm not saying, oh my God, I'm, this is so bad of me to say, but she probably could have been murdered right then and there. No one would know. No, that's what I'm saying. Like nothing gone. Trace of the world. Poof, and she, I will say, I think she was a little naive there just to walk up to somebody and be like, hi, can you help me? Yeah, but I will admit, I think people that live along the pct know that the hikers are going to go through so there's kind of this cultural like hey oh like like the what's it called the hitchhiking super high in those areas like all that stuff so i think while yes i totally agree with you i do have one other caveat i feel like it was also portrayed that way to be from her perspective Mm -hmm. because she's so guarded well yeah like i feel like if it was being watched from a third poor person or if it's like, let's like we asked the farmer guy, he'd be like, oh, I wasn't rude at all. Like whatever. It's just her being like, oh my God, there's a gun. I'm in a man's truck. Oh my God. Like, like it's her brain spiraling because she's also lacking this internal emotional safety and it's coupling with this external lack of safety. But yeah, I just thought it was cool because it's like, I think from her perspective, it's like real weird and rapey. And then it's these moments that are like, oh, you're fine. Oh, he's just offering me licorice. Okay. okay. Oh, he's literally <laughs> just joking around because he could probably tell I'm nervous. And he yeah. also is a farmer. I don't think he has like great people skills. Right. Um, and eventually like, you know, they go back and like their wife makes him dinner. So I liked that theme of it, of having to rely on the kindness of strangers, um, but kind of in the back of your mind, always having the thought of the worst. Yeah. And there is an incident where the worst is the actual reality and nothing happens, but oh, yeah, but it is terrifying. And I, I, I just feel... Like, I don't mean to make this about, like, women, but I just think that that's something that us, like, women feel. Right. And right. that true fear of 
somebody not having good intentions Mm -hmm. and you not being able to do anything about it. Because like I said, she doesn't have any way to defend herself. She's small. She's probably, she's physically exhausted because she's been traveling like. And weak. Yeah. Like how is she going to defend herself? Mm -hmm. Right. And so later on, she gets to a certain point where she almost doesn't have water, but she finds this disgusting pond, but essentially she has like a cool filter thing. Essentially she's, you know, making the water that she finds in this disgusting pond safe to drink. But it takes a little bit because she had to like put some iodine pills in it to, you know, balance out and these two guys come up in like hunting gear and at first like i thought they were maybe on the trail me too and they weren't you can tell they're wearing they have like a bows and stuff so they probably have like a crossbow or something and you know they're like oh hey like do you have any water and she's like yeah i mean it's gonna take like a half hour i just dropped some iodine pills in it and they're like oh okay whatever and at first i was like i wouldn't fucking give it to them me too i'd be like but then i but then you think as a woman by yourself, you're like, I have to be nice. I have to be pleasant. I can't yes. be sassy because one, they have a fucking crossbow and they could take me out in five seconds. In five seconds. Five seconds. Yep. And there's two against one. Oh, yeah. There's also that. So she eventually shares it with them and they're just making creepy comments. Such fucking creepy, creepy comments. Creepy comments. Similar to how the farmer said earlier, but These were sinister. genuinely creepy. Sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where he was like, well, I know how we can we can spend the time. Yeah, I'm in the mood for something. And then he's like talking about her body. He's like, yeah, she's got a nice figure on her. It's well, like, like hips and a, hips and an ass. Meanwhile, yeah. no offense, Reese, you are a toothpick. Oh, girl, you flat out. Uh. What, what hips and ass are we talking about? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she was going to camp there. Yep. Um, But she's like, actually, I'm going to go, guys. Thanks. And so she starts to go and they leave and she thinks that they leave. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, they're gone. Well, she physically watched them go into the forest, yeah. like across the prairie, basically. Yeah, she watched them leave, disappear into the woods. And she goes, okay, I'm good now. So she starts setting up camp. And all of a sudden she turns around and that one creepy guy is standing in the field, staring at her, staring at her. And she screams, naturally. Yeah. And he starts making comments again. He's like, oh, well, I thought you were leaving. And she's like, mm-hmm. I changed my mind. And he was like, really? You trying to trick me? Yeah. Like he gets all like aggro on her. Yeah. And it's not, oh, it's not a good vibe. Coupled with creepy music, it's just a recipe for like, your, your blood starts boiling when you watch it. And I think she says something to be like, okay, like I'm going to go or something. He's like, oh, women can't take compliments anymore. And she immediately goes, okay, thank you. Like turns on this nice persona because it's the mm-hmm. same like survival technique. Yeah. You know, and yep. there's, that's what's so interesting about this movie. It's it's multifaceted and layered because it's like she's surviving physically out in an environment she's not in. She's trying to survive emotionally working on all of these things in her past mm-hmm. trauma. She's trying to survive mentally, not going insane. She talks about how she misses people. And like yep. now she's surviving in all of those levels in one moment. She's like, physically, I don't want to be like in a situation that I can't get out of. No, nope. Emotionally, that's probably would destroy her. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Like, it's just, it's insane. Luckily, nothing happens and it's fine. But I think that as a society too, women tend to have a hard problem in a time uh, trusting people, yeah. specifically men. Um, but you got to be careful with women too. But still, I just felt like, Oof, those moments I was like... No, I would have... Me, see, in those moments, it's like fight or flight, but I would like fight then flight. Like, I would like smack them with my pack and then like run. Like that, yeah. I think I, I'm freeze. I'm... <laughs> Dakota be like, uh-huh. <laughs> you can have all my water. I was like, I didn't need it. <laughs> I'm, I will survive. I'll be fine. I'm good. Oh my God, take it off. Oh, you want my whole back? Okay. Yeah, sure, take it. Take it. Honestly, I'll go. I'll, I don't even need my shoes. Just take oh it. Oh my God, I'll just go fuck myself. I'll yeah, see you yeah. later. No, no. Have a great do want, time. Do you want, I just off myself now. Was that easier? Can I borrow your crossbow? I get blood on the ground. I'm so sorry. Oh my God, can I just, can I borrow that really quick? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you, I wouldn't survive this thing. Anyway, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I was just looking down at my notes and eventually, like we kind of already talked about it, but like when she finds out or when we as an audience find out what she's really walking for. Um, I loved the quote because she says, I'm going to walk myself back to the woman my mother thought I was. And it goes back to that positive light that her mother always had. Her mom always thought the best of people and of her daughter, especially. And that's why I think there was so much resentment, um, which is an interesting concept where it's like, we kind of resent people who, um, see things in us that we don't see because we're like, are you lying to me? Like, why are you saying that? I think, 
we like it's hard to describe how much of a rock bottom she did hit because when you see her mother she is this glorious light of a woman who would sing in the kitchen and dance with the kids and sing songs and she was just like when you think of like the most perfect mom in in terms of like pick you up and you fall down all the things mm-hmm. and to see where Reese Reese's character as Cheryl ends up as literally random random streets high on heroin high on god knows what having sex intermittently with random people getting pregnant and aborting a child from a random you don't even know who the father is to having a husband marrying the husband but then relapsing into heroin and your husband finding you in a heroin house with some other dudes in your bed like it's just that's a rock bottom you don't really bounce back from no and she never really had, from what she described, like an established career. She would just work, you know, like regular jobs as in terms of like she was a waitress mm-hmm. or whatever. So to think of this woman that raised her and the life that she had given her and her brother to then see where life has brought her, how to connect the dots of, of that beautiful woman that raised you and then coming to because your husband just caught you waking up and coming to out of a fucking heroin OD almost with two dudes in your bed everybody's naked like that's just a a rock bottom you don't bounce back from and you can't really connect the dots of saying like that's who raised me and that's who I should have come out to be but instead I'm this way because the choices I made but that's the that's the problem is that she has these negative connotations on these choices that she's made versus having a connotation like her mother had which was let it go let it be move forward and that's something I think that she's learning yeah it was probably like the last hundred miles i think she starts applying the theory because i think it was really symbolic that towards the end of the journey she's finally repeating back the things that her mother kind of instilled into her mindset wise in terms of being resilient and pushing through life and all those things but she was saying it in her tone of voice which is symbolic of it coming from her mind and heart not her mother's You know what I'm saying? So it was like she was finally feeling those things of like, you know, maybe everything was meant to be this way. Maybe it's making me who I am. And those are things that her exact mom used to say. And so it was kind of this like coming to moment of realizing like I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I just was thinking about too, watching her go through that journey is just it's amazing the things that we will put ourselves through to justify choices that we've made. And I think 100%. a lot of the time, even if we don't admit it to ourselves, like we going back to Parks of a Wallflower, like accept the love we think we deserve. I think we do that in all aspects of our life. You know, we make choices because deep down we feel like, well, this is what I deserve. You know, I'm not worthy right. of a healthy relationship. I'm not worthy of being as good as somebody that my mom thinks that I am. Like, I'm just not, that's not me because we don't feel like we deserve that happiness or that choice. And it, it really is just amazing the things that we'll put ourselves through to justify that. Yeah, and I think it's super funny because, like, she wasn't a religious person throughout, like, the majority of her life or whatever. But the one time she decides to pray with her brother, Mm. they're like, she freaks out at her brother. She's like, come home, come home, because she had been caring for her mother in the hospital, like, the last month, essentially. And they're laying in bed together. They're reminiscing about, like, their childhood together with their mom. And they're like, let's say a prayer. And the brother's like, what the fuck are you doing, girl? Yeah. And... She's like, come on, let's just like say a prayer. We need a miracle. Like, let's just pray for a miracle. And so they say this prayer together. They wake up in the morning. They're finally feeling like positive about like the thought of letting go of mom because they're in it together as siblings. And they get to the hospital and she's passed already. And so for her, it also set up this like even more negative like yeah. push towards like fuck God and everything that he's set out for me because he's a he's a spiteful God. He's an unjust God. Like she's saying all these nasty things. So she doesn't have any faith in this idea of a plan that life is, is bringing her to. And like this idea that all, like what you just said, how her choices and like all the things because she, she just continued to find excuses to blame things on, even faith being one of them. So yeah. What are your thoughts on the little foxy friend? Oh, the most terrible CGI I've ever seen in my it life. It was really bad, but it I under- so fucking bad. But I appreciate the symbolism. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what a fox symbolizes? No, I do. Oh my god, tell me. So, just for some context, every once in a while throughout her journey, there's um, a fox that appears, 
And like sometimes you see it in a context where it makes sense. And other times you're like, why the fuck is a fox there? Um, I think surface level, it probably is like the spirit of her mom. Oh, 100%. Yes. Um, but I was like, what does a fox mean? What is a fox a symbol of? So tell me this is not her mom. Oh, my God. Foxes often represent cunning, playfulness, and resilience. They walk the fine line between the wilds and urban living, making the best of both environments. They are adaptable, clever, and full of mischief. Oh, my God. And that's essentially, I think, her mom, and Cheryl's mom, and Cheryl. Yeah. Her mom was, like, spontaneous. She was funny. She was just, like, very much herself, but she yeah. was yeah. kind of, like, playful and, like, not mischievous and, like, in a bad way, but she was just very much, like, full of life. And then you have Cheryl walking this line between a certain life, like urban living of navigating the world on the street. Yeah. Yeah. And then now she's literally in the wild and she can do both. She's walked both lives. Yes. Oh my God. Holy shiitake. I didn't know. I know. The second, because it's the power of threes, baby. The second I saw that fox the third time, I was like, all right, I got to look this up. And honestly, too, she is so smart for the way that she goes around and gets out of these situations. Like the ones that we were talking about too. Right. Even the one that was just really scary where that guy, I literally thought something was going to happen. She somehow found her way out of it. Yes. Like a fox. Same with the fox. Yeah. She was sneaky. And I think it's cool too, because the the one instance, the fox literally got her out of being lost Mm -hmm. because she followed it. She basically, there was a a freak snow situation that was happening on the, the trail that typically wouldn't have been there. Um, so it covered this whole pathway and had been pushing hikers off the trail and they were having to take buses and things to get around because you couldn't see. And so she's like, fuck it, I'm persevering. I'm going to do it anyway. So she goes, and this is the first encounter with the fox. And I thought it was just symbolic of like her as a being, being like typically if you go in like, she's out in the wild, wild, like we're out here in the Poconos where it's like, a deer is going to see us and be like, oh, human. Yeah. Like they have an understanding of who we are or whatever versus like this fox seeing her and probably being like, the fuck is that thing? Yeah. And like being so okay with getting so close and getting so, I thought it was kind of just like this like cool moment of like her coming to peace as a being and like being met with nature. Is and like, it was. I, you know? Like I think I, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But then also having it be like, like, come trust me, I will show you the way, like trust in nature, trust in the process, like that type of thing. But then to hear all the symbolism behind that, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Oh my God. There's always a meaning. But yeah, I will say that CGI was really fucking rough. Fucking, I could have done better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wild too. <laughs> in general, um, I really like this movie a lot. I, mm-hmm. I I cried a lot. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't know what to expect going into it and I just felt us cuz it talks and it touches so much on just you know how we go through grief and like I said the things that we put ourselves through to justify the things that we've been through and the choices that we've made and it it's such a multifaceted issue but just in such a beautiful way. And it wasn't like slamming it over the head. I think in my opinion, even though there was like some graphic scenes, like I think everything was very justified. Oh, 100%. It didn't feel like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, it didn't feel like campy in terms of her like coming to be a piece yeah. and stuff like that. Because sometimes that shit can get like cheesy real quick and you're like, yeah, enough. Oh, all right, never we mind. We get it, we get it. Yeah, her come to peace moment was her, it's her final stretch and she's literally walking over this bridge. And that alone is symbolic because she's finally bridging the gap between her past and her choices and being at peace now and in the present and all the things. Like there's so many applications with just her walking across this bridge. And the name of it. Hello. Bridge of the gods. You were just talking about her relationship with religion. Yes. Finally makes peace with that. Yeah. So many things. Um, The only thing we didn't touch on, which I thought was like kind of refreshing was this entire experience that she had been through with all these mistakes, cheating on her ex-husband, all the things, he still was such a supportive, like loving being, which is something you don't typically see. And I think like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say right now. I think in terms of like, when you lose somebody in your life that played such a significant role, you then try to sometimes fill that void with, replacing it with somebody near with near qualities or something like that and so like for me I feel like he provided her that nurturing like love as if like and care that her mother did 
and, and how to be so forgiving and to move forward and move past things and like whatever. Like you literally walked in on her, doped out of on heroin with dudes in your bed nude and you're like, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful life. Like what? Sending her care packages on the trail. Like what? I think it takes a very certain type of person to be able to do that. But that's what I think also love is capable of. I think that if you really truly love somebody, even if it's not like, uh, even if it's an emotionally tough relationship, I think a part of you will always care for that person, regardless of the things that you've been through. But this specifically, it's like, what uh cheryl went through it's it's so traumatic watching somebody you love fall victim to drug abuse and even like being a sex addict i would say she was and you know the potential of that person you know who they are and watching them part of it i mean obviously it's their fault but it's like you know that they've fallen victim to something because they're just lost right? right right they're lost in their way and so you just really want the best for them. And I think that that takes a certain very special kind of person, which I, you're right. I kind of forgot about that yeah. in this context. Well, well, but like they even got like a tattoo of a horse, which is symbolic of the mom. I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they had something done to themselves the day they were getting divorced. So they got matching tattoos of a horse to symbolize like in a way how they're going to be bonded with each other. And the mom had this horse when they were growing up as kids and she was like the horse saved my life oh my god i'm so dumb why did i not think of that right so that's what i'm saying like i feel as though like like he was her horse to get her through those times to get her through that experience and now now this pct journey trail thing is her horse getting her through this next phase because she had to finally let him go in like a healthy way i feel as though like so her relationship with her or I guess ex-husband do you think that that was representative of the trauma from the mom or representative of like the situation from the father Mm. yeah I don't know I think it's everything I I think eventually if you don't deal with whatever trauma um it's just going to come out in other ways it's kind of like a sponge to a certain point it does have a peak of how much it can take and then it starts oozing out you know and how it oozes out is its own thing you know I mean that's just how I feel about it what about you yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it confuses me because she had that safe relationship with the ex-boyfriend. But then she, I guess maybe it's because she maybe didn't feel as though she deserved the ex-husband and then like wanted that detachment because of the father situation. Yeah, it's the same thing as like what, you know, it's the same thing as what drugs or alcohol will do is it, it's filling a void of some part of you that you're not dealing with but the thing right. is, that's ironic is it doesn't actually fulfill it like no, so you're yeah. just constantly going through this cycle thinking and telling yourself right. oh this right. is what i want this is what and she even says she's like i don't like i want to be detached like i don't want the whole yeah. like whatever like i enjoy just having sex and like leaving it as is yeah. and it's like and the therapist was like you think men don't want to be attached literally he <laughs> says do you think that's what men want yeah. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course they do. But I think that there are people like that in the world. But for the most part, we all want connection. We all want to be close yeah. and yeah. we want to feel loved and we want to feel accepted. And whatever means that we can, you know, pursue to get to that, we will. And that was her way of doing it, thinking that she was fulfilled and she wasn't. Right, right, right. The only other thing that I will add is, and this might be too much. I might be on my woo-woo shit. <laughs> yeah, bring me that woo-woo shit. I might be on my woo-woo shit. In general, I, I think there the last like theme that I loved was I think that in general, this hike, this journey, hiking the PCT is, is really just like an overarching theme of life in general. And, you know, people go through it. They have choices that they've made. They carry too much. They let go of some things. They come into conflict and she even meets somebody who, you know, she first meets and he's like, she's like, Oh, well, like how many miles a day are you? Are you hiking? He's like, yeah, about like 20, 22. And she's like, she said earlier that she's hiking like five. Five to seven. And she goes, oh yeah, mine's like 10 to 12 or whatever. And she instantly is like, oh my God, I got to step up my game. Like I got to do this. I think that happens. We compare ourselves when we're living our lives where it's like, wow, this person makes more money than me. This person's way more successful than me. Like I got to set my game up. And then she gets to a certain point where she finds out he quits. And so she meets up with somebody else and they, and they all know each other because of those like um, hiker logs that they write in. So they all know like, you know, Cheryl's Who's name trail, and stuff. Yeah. And they like her quotes and stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, well, Greg, Greg quit. He couldn't do it. He's going to try again next year. And she's like, what? And she's like, I'm still here. 
And I think that's like life too. Like I think some yeah. people call it quits. Not I'm not saying like literally call it quits, but in general, like people will call it quits because it, it gets really tough and they, they're like, oh, I'll, try, I'll try again some other time. And then there's people who persevere and just don't think that they're capable of certain things and they push through it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I felt like that was a really beautiful way of simply being like, everybody is on their own trail. Everybody is ultimately trying to find the same thing. We just find it in different ways. The only other thing I think I immediately thought and and continued to think around this entire film was just like the human mind is so powerful. It can dictate what we can physically do and dictate what we think and how we make ourselves feel based off of our thoughts. Our thoughts are our most powerful thing. And so this entire journey... Cheryl took was a complete testament to the strength of the human mind because she probably should have been dead on the streets based on like what she put herself through. Moral of the story is that her mind was so determined throughout her whole life. For some reason, she didn't give up. The amount of grief that she dealt with, a lot of people, I'm not saying she should have, but like a lot of people give up. They don't survive that. They, they, they don't survive that. And especially the situations in the life that she started leading in terms of like losing a marriage losing a child based off of a a drug addicted sex addicted lifestyle like she didn't give up and somehow she turned everything around to get herself to that point and then to get herself to that bridge at the very very end to see her finally regain power over her own mind was the best I think message overall because you can sit here day in and day out and only focus on the negative, which is what exactly she did. Yeah. And then it wasn't until this journey that she started finally focusing on the positive that she was able to regain the possession of her own thoughts and determine her, her outcomes for once, which was literally finishing this hike. Amen. So what do you think out of five? Oh, easy five out of five. I, the amount I cried was actually absurd. I agree. I, five out of five. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's certain things that... Like, the CGI is kind of, like, with the fox and stuff. But I can't not say it's a good movie because of the one thing. Like, you can't, like, as a whole, what this movie says and how it says it is beautiful. And it's beautifully done. And it's not, like, it's not a two-hour movie. It's, like, like an hour, 40 minutes. It's, like, it's perfectly just, here's a very crazy journey with a lot of meaning to it and i just i loved it five out of five i was hoping to see something like post hike you know i just wanted to see like a glimpse just like i want to envision it because my brain won't do it for me so otherwise i loved it yeah she even says at the end as she's on the bridge of the gods she's like overlooking and she's like i you know i would have never thought that you know shortly after the i would meet somebody somebody that i can even see from where i'm standing right now and later i would have two kids with them one i would name after my mother um and she talks about how like life is a wild thing and yes and then she like looks back and she goes and just know that you have to let it be Mm -hmm. and then that was the final line of the movie yep and then i cried again (laughs) it's highlighter what do you mean it's it's highlighter white girl tears all it took was (laughs) that's actually White girl tears. That's a good name for a highlighter. We should. I'm gonna trademark. It. Okay, you can't take that. That has been copyrighted. Done. Thank you. Anyway, thank you for listening. It's been a fun season two so far. I appreciate everybody's patience. I know Anna does too. Um, but like we, like I said earlier in this episode, you know, we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out, and we're doing it in our own way. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening. Continue to give us a rating on your favorite platform. Yes. If you want to write us a review, go on Apple Podcasts. Be like, hey, this is a cool show. Love mm-hmm. it. Anyways, until next time. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. We hope today's episode makes you feel a little more connected to your true self. Don't forget to follow the DNA podcast on Instagram so you never miss another episode. Until next time.